comedy legend Frank Skinner is back on stage with his first stand-up show in four years. I think a man of my age saying my girlfriend is sort of on a level with a man of my age saying my skateboard. Live in London this June at the Edinburgh Festival in August and touring across the country this autumn. It's what I would call an Elton John joke. It's a little bit funny. Book tickets now at frankskinnerlive.com. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. <laughs> this is uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. Simple as that. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show um, via the um, the Absolute Radio website. Mm. There you go. Um, it was Flying Ant Day this week. What? Oh. I missed that. I was away, of course. Well, Dave Mutton has tweeted us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good, I good friend of to, uh, Larry Lambs. I went to a, a fancy dress party with him where he went as former England batsman Alan Lamb. <laughs> One Poor Dave Mott. He's, 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 he's yeah. contacted us in good faith. He has. Yeah, he has. He says one for Alan... Still, he's probably hard of hearing. <laughs> <laughs> One for Alan's Friday night trawl. Oh, yeah. Flying ant swarms appear on weather map. So um, they appeared as rain. They appeared on a weather map as light precipitation, apparently. <laughs> this is another story he's got in touch about. But, yeah, um, the, the Met Office called them insect cluster. But Clutter. they recorded them on radar systems as rain. There were oh. so many ants. Wow. On the subject of, um, so, of, of weather, can mm. I just jump in here? Sure. Do you, I, I'm going to, there are many um, smartphones available mm-hmm. and I suggest you try every one of them. Yeah. But I have, personally have an iPhone. Yeah, I'm not <coughs> saying that's good, I'm not saying it's bad. But Do you need get, to re-record that ad? You didn't sound very interesting. But there's a weather, there's a weather app on it, you know, it's got a cloud oh, on yeah. it. Yeah. It's the most rubbish. <laughs> is it? Way. I, I, I tell you what it is, it says, I, I look at the day, yeah. you know, planning my outfit. Yeah. And it really? says, um, it's going to rain at one o'clock, and I think, oh, I'll be back by then. So then I'm out at, at ten o'clock, it's raining. Oh. I look at the app, they've changed it yeah. to ten o'clock, rain. So, I, I call it the look out the window app. Mm-hmm. It really tells you nothing at all. It's constantly looking changing. Looking out the window can sometimes be a preferred method. Well, to it's, that. It's, I find it. It's a bit. It's a bit quicker. It's just the head of them looking out the uh-huh. window. Rubbish. Don't even bother checking it out. <laughs> Do you ever? May, may I recommend AccuWeather, which I have. Oh, excellent! Absolutely marvelous, darling. Is it really? Well, I've I can't. Uh, I can't find one. We had a lot of people, in fact, getting in touch about this flying ants thing. How did I miss it then? Well, you went away. That there was I know, so... but I went to Wales. Do they not do Wales? No, they've got a very strict border control in the oh, uh, de- ant world. Devolution in the ant world. <laughs> yeah. the, the flying ant backstop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I experienced some. I did a, you? I had a little bit of trouble with them. Did you? Mm, awful, Uh-oh. awful people. And the sheep ticks, of course, yeah. they um, mm. they wreaked havoc with Dave Motton. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little bit of cycling a few weeks ago, a and bit. Um, and my I kept getting like little tiny flies in my eyes, in my eyeballs. Have you considered the uh, cycling goggle? 
I think I have, yeah. Oh, and what, what did you arrive at? I've just not cycled since that day, but I might again. I'll consider the cycle. Well, what, he, like Bono? Like the sort of yellowy ones? Yeah, I'll tell you what. He I, has to hide on flying ant there. I was like, <laughs> he sprayed out of all. Exactly. I wonder if he, if he wakes up and experiences weightlessness. <laughs> Bono on flying ant day. <laughs> Calls the head saying, help me, I'm stuck to the ceiling like like of that bloke <laughs> in Mary Poppins, uh, the original Mary Poppins. Mm. And and the, and the head says, hold on, it's, hold on, I haven't got my hat on yet. Hi, <laughs> man, give us a chance. And Bonner says, I did give you a chance, let's face it. And then said, look, yeah, you know what? And I took it. Don't keep on about mm. that. Like, you've done me the big favour, Bono. And that same old argument comes up again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was on the coast, and I wonder if maybe the flying ants don't go to the coast. Oh, they're not seaside. Yeah. Oh, bit. don't they like to be beside the seaside? I don't think I d- they do. I d- no, I they d- like d- to be in my... Inland. I did yeah. not see a single flying ant in, on Rossilli Beach on the Gower Coast, so... Explain that, you um, <laughs> zoologists. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Um, we've had a text from somebody that I think knows your sort of humour, Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is it? Filth? <coughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. I if not, um, as you're about to read it out. Let's see if they've served it up and you're going to knock it in. Okay. Hi, all. I wondered if Frank knows West Bromwich Albion's new signing, Kenneth Zahor. Um, I don't... I know who he is. Um, oh, I think he was hoping for you to say no, but thanks for the tip. I think that's what he was uh, offering you. Kenneth Zahor. Yeah. As in saw. No, I'm not going to say what as in. Ken- um, oh, I got it. <laughs> I've got Most it. Most excruciating minute of my life. Yes. Yeah. I was mean, young, he needed the money. Have, I wouldn't have predicted it, <laughs> but I thought it would have just... Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. I've gone hot. I've gone very hot. He says you're welcome, Tom. Oh, that's all right. You're Thanks, welcome. Thanks, Tom. That's all right, Frank. That's not him. <laughs> Someone, David in Merkhamstead, to be precise, has been asking about reverse charge phone calls. Can you... He said his mobile died this week and he sort of started thinking about them, as one does. Mm-hmm. Can you still make them? In case, um, for, if there's any young people listen to this show, and mm. I've, met, I've met a few, we've, we've definitely had a few texts from some of the younger ones. Yeah. Um, th- there was a time where if you didn't have any money, let's say you were some kind of student <laughs> and you were out on a crazy night mm-hmm. of uh, carousing yeah. and you needed to call your parents for help. You haven't even got the money. This is pre-mobile phone. Yes. Mm. I know. And uh, you'd go to a phone box and say, can I send a reverse charges call to this number? And then they would phone your mum and dad and say, will you accept a reverse well, you... charges call? Which, otherwise, they'll have to pay for. But mm. you would hear them sometimes. Yeah. You could hear them saying, will you accept the charges? Yeah, exactly. Imagine if you got knocked back then and you heard your dad saying no. Well, there must have been people that said, oh, no, don't think so. But can you still do that? Where would you do it? Well, the phone box, if they still have the phone box. They still have the phone boxes. You can't have people urinating in the street. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, Can I you don't make know. a reverse charge call from your mobile? If so, I'm just going to do that all the time. That's a good point. I'll just, ring, I'll just ring up. And but say, how do you surely. get the operator on your mobile? I'll just ring up. 
There's an operator be... number, 100 it used to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it? I thought it was just zero, but maybe I'm thinking no, of hotels. No, it's 100. Yeah, 100, anyway. Well, anyway, if it's anyone knows... It's reception from a hotel. <laughs> there'll be someone um, listening from uh, BT or the like. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> tell us, can you make a reverse charges call in 20... 20- 19. <laughs> there you go. Frank, Do, you is the Latin in, I believe the Latin term for um, flying out day is up the ante. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, has anyone answered to say whether you get it at the coast? Is that how I no. avoided it? No, we don't well, know. Let down in a big We're waiting. Way. There'll be boffins messaging in. Uh, Frank, you look quite tanned, may I say. You look yes. lovely. I, well, two Congratulations. things. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um... <laughs> I went, um, as I say, I went to the Gower Coast. Um, it's a four-hour drive, yeah. which I did um, alone. But um, what, instead of loneliest man in the world style? Yeah, well, mainly in listening to Big Finish Doctor Who audio CDs style. <laughs> um, but we stayed in a in a um, in a cottage and uh, a sort of what was not obscure, isolated, yeah, remote, yeah. remote, remote. We stayed Lovely in a remote word. cottage, Thank you. Um, and it was called the Old Rectory. Oh yes, in Rosilli. Oh yeah, and um, it was used extensively. It's in one of the um, who were those young men with the banjos. Mumbo oh, Jumbo and Mumford Son. And Mumford and oh, Son. I was going to say the Skinnerettes. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, <coughs> one of their videos has got um, Luther in it. What's, oh, his, yeah. what's he called? Idris Elba. Yes, thanks. Mm-hmm. I used to drink his ginger beer. Mm-hmm. It was mouse. It was very nice. <laughs> um, but nowadays, um, I often get him mixed up with. Um, um, oh, I can't think of it. I want. I want it to sound like if it was. If I said ah uh, ha. Uh-huh, then I'd say, I, I, I don't know my ahas. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so that we start, and, and also in Miracle Day in Torchwood, the, the uh, popular Doctor Who spin off. So yeah. it's, right. it's, it's, it's a sort of famous Welsh cottage. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, that's where I stayed, and the sun shone and uh, all okay. that. But can I tell you? Yeah. Almost zero phone reception. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's Sounds quite liberating. Great. It is liberating for about 20 minutes and then you do feel like the loneliest man in the world. <laughs> you can't even look up like, uh, you know, if um, Zahor has signed for right. Albion, yeah, yeah. that kind Difficult. of... Difficult. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on with the broadband. <laughs> on Absolute Radio. We've had someone who stayed in your rectory. Ah, uh, hard. Ali Taylor, <laughs> the one on it on its own, looking over the beach. That's the one. I said isolated, but on its own is yeah. Probably. Lovely place. Mm. I stayed down the coast in an old-fashioned bungalow in a field. So oh, you haven't. That stayed. sounds a bit less lovely. Oh, so she hasn't stayed at that cottage. Uh, uh, no, but uh, she's I, I seen think, it. Yeah, okay. Uh, that, is that all right for you? <laughs> no, Ali not Tyler. sure it is all right for him. No, no. <laughs> Petty McPettifer. Yeah. Um, did you have Joe's ice cream? Embrace no mod cons. I have no signal in Surrey Hills either. No, well, it is um, one of the things, of course, in this country when you drive out of any kind of major town or city. Mm. That moment where it goes. 
Four, you'll look at your phone and go 4G, <laughs> 3G, GPSR, E, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and you're about three miles out of town. You must uh, have had a bonanza on messages when you drove back into a signal. Oh, four. Wow, good times. I don't get many messages. I good had, times. I had 11 emails. I'd, I was there for like four days. <laughs> so Is that I all you have? I don't get messages. Mm. When what I, about your spam? Um, what does that oh, mean? Does, he's not checking that. What does that mean? What does that even mean? The internet's been around for a while. Okay. My spam? Oh, you mean people like who I don't know? Um, yeah. Yes, darling. I don't yes. get. I, don't, that, I suppose that's a way of describing. I don't you. get much of that. Comicsology every night about six o'clock. Send me a thing about you know Iron Man bargain sale. Oh yeah. Um, uh, that's about it. I have a bit of an answer for you from 966. A bit of an answer yes. would be a great um, title how... for a book of philosophy. You're right. I'll write it. Go on. Uh, as the prevailing wind on the Welsh coast is off the sea, flying on ants are blown inland. Oh. From Hayden, pest controller uh. to the stars, he claims. What a result that I went to the east coast flying ant down. I'm going to do that every flying yeah. ant Why day not? now. Brilliant. Re-reverse charging, this is from 619. Phone boxes had their own numbers and you could tell your distant girlfriend, I, th- I presume they mean in Geo- terms of lo- geographically yeah. rather than emotionally. Um, or both. Because I find you can't tell her anything. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell your distant girlfriend the number in a letter so she could make a reverse charge call to the phone box at an allotted time. I'd answer the oh. operator's call as if it was my home number, approve the call and speak for ages, with the GPO paying. Well, I didn't know that. I have... Um, have you ever answered a, uh, a ringing... Phone um, box? Phone box. No, have you? I've, I've, I passed one once that was ringing, and, you know, it nagged at me for weeks that I didn't oh. answer it. didn't take it. But I think sometimes what people used to do is uh, they used to play pranks. Yeah. They'd look out their yeah. window... Mm-hmm. And then they'd ring it and see who answered. Bit and of then... fun. I would have expected to see Beeble, Beedle popping out. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. Gone but not forgotten. No. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, so uh, you, can't, you can't... Is that the answer? You can't make a reverse charge. Well, phone call. 876 has sent us an anecdote that also supports it. I recently had to make a reverse <laughs> charge call from a phone box when the front door blew shut and I was without phone, keys or wallet. I think they mean front door of the house rather oh, than not phone the box. Front, if it said that, that would be locked in a phone box. The only old. number I knew <clears> off <throat> by heart... Well, this is a millennial, isn't it? They've only known one number off by heart. I don't know any. I don't know mine. was my dad's mobile, and I was told you cannot reverse charge to a mobile number. I therefore Uh. had to sit outside the front door and away it helped the old-fashioned way. Yeah? That's from Nick in Bristol. An anecdote. I like (laughs) it. If you will. I like it. So that we've established. Don't even try it, you students. (laughs) I'll give you a little tip, you, uh, you students. You know that uh, pocket you keep your space in in your combat trousers? <laughs> Just have enough, have enough in there for a phone call and uh, you'll always be all right. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Claire Butler wants to know, did you get a ticket to the World Cup in the end or watch it at home? Well... Can I say I had numerous people getting in touch to ask me that very same question. Yeah, I was in a state and, of some anxiety last week. And this week. is World Cup cricket. World Cup not, cricket. Not any other sport. And I 
Can I say, I gave a bit of a shout-out asking people to get in touch, mm. and which I was embarrassed about, because well, I felt was, it was a bit tacky, to use also, my favourite oh, word at the moment. Tacky, I've meant you to do something tacky. It was yeah. also a bit needs must, because you, uh, you were looking through your contacts in, in the daytime. <laughs> I'll get you a ticket, Frank, and I think you started to feel the panic and the clock run out. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it was bravado. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I got... Uh, a f- I-, I had a nap. I had an afternoon nap that, that Saturday because mm. I had a gig in the evening. And, um, and when I woke up, there was a message saying, oh, um, you've been offered a ticket, but I said that I'm supposed to get back to them straight away. And it was like an <gasps> hour and a half. No! And this is from someone I work with, and I thought, he didn't say yes. He said, well, I'll I'll ask him, just in case. I said, you know what? (laughs) I don't think... Anyway, so I had about two hours of super anxiety. Uh, And then I had a text that said, you have a ticket confirmed for tomorrow. (laughs) Great. Uh, And I tell you what I did. Mm. It was quite a nice day on Saturday in in London, and the... the, um, the, go- the door to the garden was open. I went into the garden and ran round the lawn about oh. four times <laughs> oh, just nice. to burn off the, the excitement that had hit me. Still in only your pyjama top after your nap? Is that what it was? <laughs> I, can I <laughs> say It's a private garden. Isn't yeah. it? You know what? That breeze felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I've got a confession to make. I did try. I left here on Saturday... I looked up the sponsors. I ticked wow. off ones that were suitable. Oh, Many wow. of them weren't, as I'm afraid they, they were alcohol-based. Oh, and I uh, thought, what if he has to pose with yeah, the product? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd have done that. <laughs> <laughs> there was I'd, a, have, I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have probably drank it. <laughs> there was an entire company. I thought, what if they make him pose in there like a chimp? It's oh, going to be yeah. all God, unfortunate. That would have been great. I got in touch with a car <laughs> company in the end. You never... Yeah, I did. I got quite far. Did you? Wow. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, Who was next. it? Audi. And they said no, because <laughs> he's been saying we got the most aggressive... But I'll tell you something about Audi oh, on, yes. that, on that top. It is my theory that without... I mean, by a country mile, the most aggressive drivers on the road are Audi drivers, and I, yeah. I experience this on a regular you Find basis. out which events they sponsor, please, <laughs> so I know. Yeah, we and I... I when I was on, I got the boss the Lords for the cricket final. Oh, and we were just getting close really. where um, a, an Audi pulled in front of Whoa. the boss with like I mean really was nearly an accident to the point where the driver got out of his what would you call it his cubicle yeah. his wheel cubicle yeah. Yeah, he yeah. got out of there and oh, st- he got off the bus and and it was a a, a, a woman <laughs> driver and she had a real verbal go oh. uh, in an Audi and then did um, an illegal right turn and, oh. uh, and off she went and I was on the motorway this week and I was being severely tailgated by a car behind me I mean I was doing about 95 I don't know what the problem was <laughs> not really <laughs> not really and um, right up my, I mean, yeah. I couldn't even see what type of car it was because the the um, the brand was too close that. to my uh, my my back bumper. Oh, anyway, tell I, me about I, it. I pulled out the way, and it was an Audi. And and to and to to be fair to them, they were 
simultaneously being tailgated by a second out. <laughs> I mean, I just think maybe they should be taken off the road. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe they should. you have to hand them in. You know when things like Hot Point... Mm. Send out a message saying there's a problem with yes. our washing machine. Recall. Yeah. I wonder what it I is. I think of it hot point doing it. I don't want to diss them, but I think of them as the kings of the callback. All <laughs> <laughs> um, queens, of course. Perhaps 20, with Audi, because they're not. They, they always feel a bit like they're a bit NQM, not quite Mercedes. Oh. So maybe oh, maybe they're over, to prove, overcompensating. You know? yeah, yeah, this happens. But. Um, Anyway, yes. we won't be getting tickets off <laughs> them for the quickest. But I did try, Frank. No, I, I appreciate that. I finally that, got a reply from the car company on the Monday morning saying, oh, sorry we weren't able to help you. We'd love to have you in the future. You know, I, and I said, oh, you managed to get a ticket in the end. And then I thought, well, yeah, of course they would have seen you because you were on the big screen. I was on the big screen, but more of that. What about my manager? He said, I'll found Sky. I thought, sorted. <laughs> I heard nothing. I said, did Sky just say no? And he replied, that's exactly what they said. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank... Yeah. Meanwhile, over at Lords. Meanwhile, over at Lords. You were on the big screen. Well, I tell you, before I even got to Lords, the 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 ticket. They said they're just standard tickets. Say there's no food or anything. I'm that sorry big. for but, your loss, but, but no dress code. No, I was really happy. Why? Because I just wanted to see this in. game more yeah. than anything. Yeah. I understand. Um, Happy to buy his own lunch if he gets to go I'll to buy the anything. World Cup cricket. Will we'll drive self, I yes. think. So, so um, I was at the bus stop talking to the, 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 the flower <laughs> stall man. There's the flower stall man near the bus. I'll tell you what the flower stall... Oh. John the Carrey novel. What is, what is oh. this? Some kind I think of it sounds thing. rather more like EastEnders in the early days. So that, yeah, well, <laughs> you, will you, do you mind my stall? Will you just mind my stall, yeah. Pete, where I nip to... Well, I have no... Experience yeah. in retail. Not been trained up. <laughs> now, all you need is this leather patch. Yeah, but I don't know what your pricing <laughs> system is. Like. I just don't have my stall. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not. I'm just not experienced in. Have you ever have the leather patch? You just charge what you think is right, mate. <laughs> um, so. I was talking to the man from the flower store. He was um, scrubbing the flower store, and I said, "Well, something happened." I thought he'd been graffitied in the night. Oh yeah. Not him, the 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 store. And uh, he said, "Oh, I closed down for the summer." I said, "A flower store attached <laughs> to a hospital. You close? Do people get less ill? I suppose people get less ill in the summers. No ice. Do they? I once spoke to a um, no ice. More no ice fever. to fall on, and it's more hay fever. You don't get to the hospital with hay fever. So for Mike. goodness' sake, bee um, stings. Yeah. I was talking to a triage. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. At, at A&E. And I said, what's your busiest time? Uh, I, obviously, it was a stupid question. It was Friday, mm. Saturday night. And mm. I said, what's your quietest time? I thought, cleverer. She said, um, "If when it rains, oh. we don't get many people. So I thought, people with open wounds thinking, I'm not going out in this. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather die. <laughs> So anyway, I'm at the bus stop. I get a text saying, um, are you wearing trainers? You've had a hospitality upgrade. 
Brilliant. So you're now in the food bit. I like how you're wearing trainers. I thought that was Kath doing a bit of sexy talk. Well, I was. Yeah. What are you wearing? I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was the bus company <laughs> <laughs> saying that they weren't running that day. <laughs> but you are, mate. Oh, you yeah. had an upgrade. So I had to go. I had to dash home in my trainers. In your running Luckily, shoes. I was wearing trainers. Why did they get the sudden upgrade? I don't know. Somebody must have uh, pulled, so, pulled out. Mm. A sprinkling of celebrity. Oh, but I can't tell you how, how excited I was. And um, also, Lords, not only is the World Cup final, but of course, I think the source of one of my greatest ever puns. Oh. Mm. And that was when we were talking about the fact there's only one person ever hit a, a straight six over the top of the pavilion at Lords. It's a massive high mm. building. And he was, uh, this was in, I think, the 1890s or something. And oh, he was I called. Been, I have seen that then. Yeah, he was called uh, <laughs> Albert Trot. And I was talking to, I think Chris Addison about him. And he said, well, about. That's 19th century name <laughs> ever. Albert Trot. And I said, I was talking to Chris Addison about him, I think it was, or Al Murray. Anyway, this was a match ages ago. And they said apparently his career um, floundered after he was such the celebrity of, of being that person. Um, it, it, it really, uh, he couldn't cope with it and the pressure. And I said, was it an Albert Trot around his neck? <laughs> oh, I was so pleased with myself. I mean, Absolutely. I celebrate myself, as yes. I think Walt Whitman <laughs> once said. Anyway, I, I'll, I've got to give you a, 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 a... I mean, I know there's a lot of people listening who don't like cricket, but um, I'll, I'll keep it non-cricket. Yeah. But it was, oh, man, what an event. I um, I cried. I actually physically... Oh. Cri- tears oh, on the cheeks crying. You did have to pay for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know how? I once cried that at Lord's. projection. <laughs> you cried at Lord's? I feel really bad saying this to you, but my father was a massive cricket fan um, and he made me and my sister go to Lord's once and we were so bored, we played with the rubbish and I cried. I was so bored. I'm yeah. sorry to tell you that story. <laughs> played with the rubbish. We That's played a with lovely the rubbish. story. That's how bored we were. Well, it was a little insight to how the other half lived. I played with rubbish my whole life if I was lucky. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I think you'll both enjoy this. Okay. And hopefully some people at home, but it's primarily for mm-hmm. the benefit of you two. Now uh, put that back on. <laughs> football back. <laughs> Do you remember when I did that, Frank? Oh, dear, oh. that was... Yeah, um, I don't know why you were taking your top off, but me and... Was it me and Alan or me and... Was it, it was you and Alan. Alan Me was and very Alan much there. politely He'll looked the forget. other way. I'll tell you, can I tell you why I was taking my top off? Go for on. anyone who's just tuned in. Mm. Uh, it was because we'd been given Christmas jumpers. Do you oh, remember that fashion right. for oh, that ironic makes it Christmas worse, jumpers? Because it's a sort of sweet <laughs> yule. Before we yeah. realised that it was a climate emergency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we thought that was cute, and then of course Instagram ruined it. Yeah. And so I said, "Why are Christmas jumpers bad? Well, they've no, just—it's gone you know, a bit. It's a one-wear item. It's a bit mainstream. Really. Oh, one-wear item. Bit tacky. <laughs> um, so." I was changing. You and Alan averted your eyes. Yeah, we li- we literally stood and turned, if I yeah. remember rightly. And then we forgot <laughs> um, that um, they had, in those days we had studio cam. 
<laughs> so some people used All to watch the, cams, the, watch show. the show. What did they Frank think was said, going on? Now? In the manner of Bonus. the final line of, I believe it's the uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets when he says, my memoirs. <laughs> Frank said, the webcam. <laughs> the webcam. It did get a bit of soap opera ending, didn't yes, it? Yes, it was yeah. a bit. Anyway, do, do, exactly. I won't be taking... Um, <laughs> no. Those days are my gone. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but we, we have don't have a webcam now, but we have got right. a block of flats Not since being then, built, people so. complain. Uh, football back then has been in touch, at football then, with uh, a fabulous super focus feature on Jerry Francis. Oh, yeah. This would have been from, I guess, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And they, I think they just thought you would enjoy it because it was the questionnaires the footballer would do. And Jerry Francis has responded, other sports person you most admire? Nobody in particular. <laughs> <laughs> it always used to be Muhammad Ali. That was right. the one when I was a kid. That was yeah. their favourite meal. Favourite food and drink? Steak yeah. mm-hmm. and a nice glass of wine. He also says <laughs> H2O. H2O, <laughs> steak and a nice glass of wine. Steak was what they always said. Big influence, biggest influence on your career, my dad. Mm-hmm. What would you be if you were in a footballer, electrician? Yeah. <laughs> Favourite singers? Diana Ross, UFO, Meatloaf. No, in the West <laughs> Brom programme questionnaire... Favourite singer was always Ben E. King. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, but someone at the club must have liked him. Yeah, yeah. And, and spread it. Nice. There you go. Jerry Francis. There is yeah. a man who got on a hairstyle and stopped with it. <laughs> I admire those people. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard, another one. Yeah. Stephen Hendry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Willie Thorne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, um, they're people who... Um, live in fear of going out one day and not being recognised I always think <laughs> yeah. so you have to stick with the look that you had when you were at your peak anyway we're all different yeah um, 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 how long have we got because there's an email I'd like to share with you but I don't know if we've got oh, the time I we're well I, I've got a, I've got a bit might. more cricket um, oh stuff. T- tell me more tell me more did you get very far um, well yes further than I expected uh-huh. Uh, super over and all that. But I tell you what, slightly nagged at me. You know when I told you about the hospitality upgrade? I'd already made sandwiches, which I had in my knapsack. Can I just say that's most adorable? You took a packed lunch with you? Yeah. Nice. And I'm actually going to cry. So I had to take those those back. And I was going away on holiday. No, I took them back home when I when I changed my trainers because oh, I right. couldn't take them to hospitality. Should I take Coles to Newcastle? <laughs> what were the sandwiches that you made yourself? Well, there was cheese and piccalilli and um, beef and mustard. Nice. Oh. And the bread. I bought, went out and bought Choices. some sliced bread, which I haven't bought for ages. And um, the sell-by date on the bread was the 19th of September. Impossible. I, well, that's what I thought. <laughs> and I thought, um, I'll do it. No, surely it's no, year honestly. 19. No, no, it's but 19th it's of September 2019. Yeah, it's almost like there might be what quite a lot of preservatives in that bread. It said on the bread, it said, um, it was beautifully square, and I like that in a sliced bread, but it said that our sealing, S-E-A-L-I-A, is so expert... That the bread stays fresher longer. Mm. September. A lot of e numbers. Unbelievable. Did you yeah. put, did you wrap them up the sandwiches? 
I, I put them in... Boz has got two little mm. lunch boxes that he takes and I put them in those. I'm actually, I separated them out. I I'm don't want the pickle crying. in it. I've actually I got tears in my eyes. This Aww. is the most adorable thing I've ever heard. Anyway, when I'm I got not, back... I'm still made from, of stone. <laughs> when <laughs> I got back from the match, I was uh, I was straight into the beef and mustard. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, as, as you know, I always have brown bread and with crisps. That's my rider every uh, Did you take crisps? With, oh, no, well, you had to... I didn't have to. It was all there. Oh, what a day it was. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, yeah, so I tell you what with the pitch side interview. I was on a small dais. Yeah. Oh. And uh, they didn't warn me about this, um, but it's one of those when you speak and then the echo of what you've said comes back really loudly because you know there's oh. that you know when you see people singing the national anthem and it looks like it's out of sync because yes. you can hear it on the speakers mm-hmm. so it was a bit like you know when you're on the phone and you can hear yourself that's slightly off putting oh yeah I'll tell you what I've had just like, you know, when you're on the phone and the other person suddenly goes... <laughs> Do you get that? Yes, I you often get that. to a lot of people who work in uh, sci-fi, though, don't you? Oh, like, that is Doctor true. Doctor Who extras and stuff. That's true. It could have been <laughs> Nicholas Briggs calling me up, the voice of the Daleks, <laughs> and many others, can I say. That sounds, yeah, and then followed by... How did that go, love? <laughs> but it was, it was very... And, the, and also there was a sneak, uh, a, a, a streaker... Was there? There wasn't. There was a streaker. Get a streaker? this, a streaker in a leotard. Oh, oh, that's I mean, not proper. Come on, make an it... effort, streaker. No, people yeah. don't. People don't follow their dream anymore. Do you know? I don't like a modest streaker. Come on. I mean, it's a, it is a strange thing to adopt a sort of coy position on yes. streaking. Either do it or don't. Yes, either halfway. Yeah. House. What I'm going to say is, you've either got to go full Erica or not at all. Yeah. And well, the irony like, of uh, being... Well, a... Erica had jeans on. <laughs> well, I know, but that's what made it so bra- fabulously 70s. Because they were so it... high-waisted, and I believe they were flares I'll as tell well. you what made it more fabulously... No, I think they were tucked into pixie boots. <laughs> I'll tell you what made... Er- this is Erica Rowe, the rugby streaker. What yeah. made it most 70s is she had <laughs> one of those cigarettes that was broken at a 90-degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> She'd never seen that <laughs> Gone, gone, and never call me mother. When, oh, uh, no. when a fully naked streaker comes on at the cricket, do people mutter, and um, some people have got no boundaries? Yeah, very <laughs> fine. Oh, come on. Very fine. Um... I was saying just now, off air, we do sometimes chat amongst ourselves off air. <laughs> it would yeah, be weird when, if we when we're not sulking. When we're not sulking. <laughs> and uh, Frank was... I, I continued to tell Frank that him making himself a packed lunch might have been one of the most moving and sort of poignant moments I've ever... I don't know. Yeah, but I, sure. you then said... I then said yeah. something which is uh, apparently you two look slightly astonished. Very funny. Well, what did I say? It shouldn't have been astonished, but it was funny. <laughs> Emily confessed that she's never made herself a packed lunch ever. Ever. <laughs> never, ever made herself a packed <laughs> lunch in the history I? of the world. I'd, r- if, I'd rather not eat than have to do that. <laughs> well, that's the, generally the option. I mean, how you know, desperate are with, you for food? There's people with real jobs <laughs> shouting at their radio now, I think. <laughs> 
Oh, no. Some bloke who's a roofer. <laughs> yeah, Texas. I used to, well, when I worked in a factory, I took sandwiches. Actually, my mum made them. There you go. Yeah, but I've made many. I mean, for cricket, it was what I, I always say, did. I'm not saying this is that I'm so great. I realise no, it's no. a failing Green on my mouth. part. Yeah. But... I mean, if anyone wants to teach me how to make a packed lunch, and obviously I forgot to have children, that's the other thing. So but you have played no with the rubbish at Lord's. I did play. <laughs> We're not suggesting you haven't lived. No, not at all. It's just this very one criteria that you haven't lived. Anyway, can I sum up saying the cri- that it was the best cricket, the most exciting cricket match I've ever been to? Right down to the end, wasn't it? We lost about five times and then we won, if you know what I mean. Did Is we it? definitely win? Can I ask yes. you that? Because people- yes, don't ever ask me that okay. again. Hey, I don't understand it. We definitely won. And I read some funny yeah. things I didn't like. And at the end, as I was turning to leave, tears, the sun... The, the, the light went golden. You know that time of the night when the mm. light goes golden? It felt like it was really glorious World Cup. And then the man in front of I'd sat in front of me the whole thing, turned around and said, uh, everyone was hugging each other. I hugged a lot of strangers. I mean, Did in you? 2019, it's a risk. Wow. There'll be comeback. But anyway, he turned around and said, you interviewed me once on your TV show. Did and I thought, <laughs> Oh, well, I used to have a lot of, you know, eccentric yeah. guests and stuff like that. I remember it Anyway, well. he said, I was in McFly. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. And then it all came um, Harry Jodd, you know? A big cricket fan. So um, it was, uh, it was, I tell you, one of the most joyous experiences of my life. It was <laughs> so really... shout out to Harry Jodd? <laughs> um, no, I don't mean that bit. That was lovely. <laughs> but... Um, Oh, that moment when Joss Butler took the bales off. Come on! OK, I won't mention cricket anymore. Now get out. That isn't the end of the show. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. OK. I just wanted to uh, bring to your attention an email that we'd received during the week. Um, okay. We've been talking recently about Mr Bean, <laughs> and it's... Uh, Monsieur Legume. Yes, it's on that topic. Mm. Uh, hi, guys. In a few recent chapters of the show, excellent. <clears throat> yeah, good. This correspondent has already got the lingo. Uh, Frank has brought up Mr. Bean and his unusual way of speaking. I well, moved... didn't, didn't someone also... Um, Don't say brought up. I a, think heavily satirised. Did someone <laughs> ask about what colour his tie was? And yes. We've had a few Mr Bean enquiries. Yes. The thin red that's tie. that's the kind of show we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> and also, you know, he, he, he's, he lasts forever, Mr Bean. Yeah. No topicality. I think we discussed how he always um, wore that sort of drip-dry shirt and the, the red tie. Yeah, exactly. But the Bean brand is yes. eternal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. I moved from England to... This isn't me, this is the correspondent okay. of the show. I moved from England to Germany three years ago. I mean, if it had been me... Uh, I'd it have would thought, have been, yeah, I'd have been questioning Where's Alan the travel, travel <laughs> expenses. Were. I moved from England to Germany and three years ago. And also the fact you've just brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be weird, wouldn't that it? That would yeah. be very cool, international man of mystery. Yeah. So, I'll tell you, I'm living in Hamburg now. I've been there for three years. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Anyway... I was pleasantly surprised to recently discover that Mr Bean is also quite popular here. Doesn't However, surprise Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. No, it's humour. Hey, what's German for bean? Das oh. is verboten. <laughs> um, hair bean. <laughs> Don't like the sound of hair bean. Any Germans no. listening? Hiya! Um, and also, what is the German for bean? However, 
I was talking with a German fan of the show. I think they mean Mr. Bean. Mm. And he casually mentioned something about Mr. Bean being an alien. He then reminded me that the opening credits depict Mr. Bean dropping to Earth in a beam of light and that this explains all of his odd behaviour, unfamili- unfamiliarity with ordinary things and inability to properly communicate. Mm. I am 30 years old and had to move to Germany to learn this. Is it true? Long-time listener, Chris. I remember Unity Mitford saying that to me once. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Um, I, you know what? It's a brilliant point. It is. It's an absolutely astonishing point. Mm. At the beginning of Mr Bean... There's a Mr. Beam, yeah. I call him, because a light... No, you don't. A, no, I don't. A beam of light. I will from now on. Yeah. Absolutely light. If yeah. I did that, though, in conversation, I'd say, of course, he was very good in Mr. Beam. And I'd say, no, no, Beam. And I'd say, no, no, I always call him Mr. Beam because... And then tell me... So I'm there's a beam that. of light comes down. Yeah. And Mr. Bean drops from the sky. Yeah. Sorry, um, who has actually sat through the credits? Everyone. I haven't... Titles. You know I never made a packed lunch? Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched No, this is the titles. It's at the beginning. Oh, you've never seen Mr Bean. No, I have. I've seen bits of it on shows. Seen Bean. (laughs) Seen Bean. He was good in uh, Game of Thrones. (laughs) I've caught a few beans here and there. Mm -hmm. Carry on. Yeah, we had it. That was, uh, uh, we just had a text in from someone's dog. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the so beam he of drops light. to the floor. Oh, but dear. I was thinking, there's also a possibility that he's some sort of uh, heavenly being. Oh, you think of Mr. Just... Being, I call it. Celestial. Well, name. because he drops down this beam of light, and then you get like choral music. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, then he, he mm-hmm. get. But he, he has trouble communicating. There's a message, he? though, in those opening titles. I think it's a metaphor for perhaps Mr Bean be feeling slightly other. Mm, right. And to have issues expressing his feelings. But I don't oh, think Mr Bean does I mean, feel really. other. I think that's the joy of Mr Bean, okay. is he's other, but he hasn't really noticed. Oh, OK. Oh. He's, supremely, he's like you. He's supremely confident, Mr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're quite like Mr Bean, Frank. He's supreme. I remember I was in Africa, in Burkina Faso, with... Um, with um, Comet Relief. Comet Relief. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we went to a school in Burkina Faso and this little, um, I don't know what the Burkina Faso, I don't know how you say the Burkina Faso and child. Right. Oh, yeah. This child said, uh, pointed at me and said, Mr. B. <laughs> Which, obviously, I just slapped him straight across the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of an incident, but we covered it up. Oh, good. Um, no, but... Um, I think it shows in Africa, there in West Africa, Mr. Bean was, you know, no. Right. Um, wow. But wow. I'm thinking now, is he is he from also heaven fun. or is he from um, Alpha Centauri? Oh. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> and, of course, there was an American athlete called Bean. Alan oh, Bean. Oh, was there? Yeah. Not athlete, astronaut. I know it was from the beginning with I. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, if anyone right? has any theories on, on, the, on the Bean gene... Yeah. <laughs> Um, give us a... Uh... Or Mr Bean himself, perhaps, would like to... Yeah, I don't oh. think he listens to this, does he? You'd be in one of his <laughs> fast being an car. alien. You'd oh, be in his right. fast car. <laughs> and the police will pull him over and he'll go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
We've had a um, message in from A. Cochrane. We what? used to use a wooden lollipop stick to clock up credits in the old payphones. <laughs> Naughty, but financially beneficial. To clock, clock up credits? In the old payphones. Yeah. Naughty, but financially beneficial. The... That wasn't really from A. Cochrane. It's that was really me being me, evil. I like it. It's from Donna. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the coin used to sort of move a little lever. That was yeah. how oh, it was. surprises would... me yeah. you so know you about this. If you put in the stick, it would sort of <laughs> press the lever. And therefore, there I mean, was a thing. We it's had fraud, a, but we had a piece of a, a bit of broken china, mm-hmm. which um, we used china to play in your hands. Used to play. It was literally, <laughs> and we'd play table football. You know, when you pull out the handle, if Damn. you put something in that keeps it out, you mm-hmm. can play football all night, and the balls keep just dropping through. Lovely. Uh, Sam Potter from Essex has been in touch. Can I say, before you say this, absolute is anti-crime. Is it? Yeah. My my three-year-old daughter is also a fan of Mr Bean. I think I'm throwing shade at you, Frank. Universe. Both the original series and the new animated series. Yeah, my son loves the In animated. regards to the alien landing, there was actually an episode of the animated series not long ago where Mr Bean was abducted by aliens and the aliens were all Mr Beans. No way. He was then... Ooh. And it is real. They put a twist on it. It's so clever. He was then dropped back to Earth, as on the spotlight, as in the original series, to be back with the female character, his girlfriend, question mark. Has he got a... Oh, I don't like there Bean is, having a girlfriend. No, there is a female that he goes to the cinema with in one of the funniest episodes for mine. No, in the films... He in, must in, be a in bad... In Mr Bean on holiday, he actually... He, he, he gets the girl... I don't want to know. ..at the end. Um, I think that would be... Can I... It's like Hollyoaks late, isn't it? <laughs> now you mention... Now you it's mention... It's like Big Bird having a girlfriend. Some... <laughs> or, or, it's, or the Fonz. Some people have to remain pure for the no, children. I think, I think that's okay. true. <laughs> the Pope, Big Bird, the Fonz. And Mr Bean. Doctor Who. Doctor uh, Mr Who. Bean, well, you can't that's put... You can leave your hat on and take his clothes there. off. Doctor Who's been married a few times. It was complicated. Um, yeah. Did he have a girlfriend, Doctor Who? Well, he's, he married um, a character called River Song, and he also married, I think, Elizabeth I. Did he? And he did have a granddaughter <laughs> in the early days as well. Did he? Okay. Um, and I think he kissed Marilyn Monroe. What? Anyway, you can't anyway. Accuse scandal. You can't accuse him of having a type, though, Al. No. <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. Can Elizabeth I, I and Marilyn Monroe. Can I tell you that um, in the animated series of, um, of Hairbone, I believe, and now found out it's called in Germany, in the animated series, um, full stop, the opening sequence is the beam of light and it... And it pans out, and it's Mr. Bean holding a torch, and he drops his teddy bear into the beam of light. So he parodies oh. the um, oh. the the sort of real person. Yeah, just the tip oh, there. Nice. Don't date a man who carries a teddy bear around with him <laughs> in his forties. Okay. Well, John Betjeman. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. Six oh four. Curious. I am very similar to Mr Bean, especially the way I drive. <laughs> so oh. I'm speculating that he may originally have come from Aldershot. Oh. That's Ali from Stepney. That's quite a leap, but... Um, yeah, it, and also, is that, how, um, is that how one arrives from Aldershot by <laughs> Skybeam? Beam of light, yeah. <laughs> 
I actually, as the uh, as the sometime motoring correspondent on this show, I've I've got you a know little sometime um, about it. I've got an anecdote if you're interested. Oh, oh. let me get me hold on. As you know, I've been put the fire um, on, Frank. Let's just loosen these shoes. As you may be aware, actually, this might be part anecdote, part announcement. I'm doing the Edinburgh Festival, as indeed are you, Frank. But I've um, you've been you've been doing your show for a while, right? So it's up and running, and it's all. Whereas mine is a new show that I'm previewing. Oh, so the it? people that don't know, uh, you have to drive around the country and tell your new jokes to audiences that know. But you might both not all work. Are, will be doing the show in Edinburgh. Yeah, so when okay. it will be ready. But he's been okay. Yeah, so I had a bit of uh, an incident last week. Not not the week that's just gone. The one before it. Okay. I uh, I prepped. Didn't do anything that day. I, I thought, I'm going to do my preview in Leeds, so I'll, I'll work on the show a bit. I'll get the order of the jokes all sorted out. I said to my wife, right, I'm off to Leeds now. It's a 9.30 preview. Set off about, I can't remember, half six, seven, something like that. I get to Leeds, I park up. Annoyingly, I pay £2 for the parking because it turns out that particular place is... The you worst know. possible start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they charge until 10pm. I don't think I've ever said annoyingly I paid £2. 10pm they charge to on that bit. Anyway, oh. I, th- I expected it to be free after 6pm. Anyway, walked into the venue. I uh, I go up to the second floor because I've said mm. to them, oh, I'm here to do the preview at half nine. Um, I'm just going to get a coffee before I go on. I walk in and then the guy who runs the venue comes in and says, um, we've already got all the comedians. I thought you were oh. on tomorrow. Oh, and I said to the person pouring my coffee, can I have that in a takeaway cup, please? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you didn't even question it. <laughs> you put it in a takeaway cup. And then I turned to him and went, are you absolutely sure? And he said, yeah, I've got you down for tomorrow. Now, thankfully, I didn't have a gig in the diary oh. for the next night, but I did just get in the car and go home. Oh. So I just I did you hold dealt with that. Like it happened in a film. Yeah. Like you you came out with the one liner, you yeah, said yeah. you said, Hey, I better get that to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's extraordinary. And yeah. you didn't you didn't consider maybe getting a hotel room in Leeds for the night so you'd be there. Stay there. It's a, it's you could have walked around Leeds on the Sunday, you know, got some local references. No, I would have done I, that. I grew up right. near there. Um, okay. And also it's only like thirty five miles from Manchester or something. Oh, somebody's gonna correct me now saying it's fifty. <laughs> um, I would have what would you have done is a game I love to play. Um I would have absolutely done what Frank Skinner just said. What's over. Yes, I would have booked a hotel. Thought lovely. I have a little mini break to myself. Stroll it's a along. Forty-five minute drive. <laughs> and so I've got I suppose home. it's like me going to Collindale or something and booking a hotel. I've not been to Bragg, but I've got a Victorian terrace <laughs> with a loft conversion and a cellar. Huh? What? Now you want me to be in an ibis just because I made a clerical error? We never said, we never we said, said an ibis. ibis. <laughs> so lovely. You could have done forty-two. Of the calls. Is oh, that nice. Thing? Sounds a bit pricey for a man who's got a mortgage on a Victorian terrace. This well, is a man. You never who's mentioned main... the mortgage. You owned it a second ago. <laughs> this, don't Split listen to Nicholas Van Hoogstrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, this is <laughs> the man whose main priority when his gig was cancelled was, "Can I take that coffee to go?" Yeah. yeah. You see, I'm. I'm surprised you didn't cancel the coffee. <laughs> or make that bloke pay. Well, actually, the Was bloke... it definitely your mistake or their mistake? Uh, to be honest, it's a bit of a pain point there because um, the, the 
I, I'm an old school guy. I have a pen and paper diary, and that gig was written on the Wednesday in my wife's handwriting. Oh, 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 do with that what you will, guys. She claims that I said, can you write it in on that Wednesday? Sometimes when I'm away and a gig comes in, I'll, I'll ask her to put it in. Um, yeah. Okay. Can I say, it's 2019. I don't think we should discuss this any further. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, can we talk about the moon landings? Okay, then. Oh, uh, you start. Not, not going to deal with this character complaining about you and I. Oh, yeah. Oh, go on Dominate now. in the show. You do it. Um, Peter has emailed in, I've got negative waves. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just very quickly deal with it. We'll very quickly deal with Peter's complaint. Correct me if I'm right. Is this the Frank Skinner show, as the poor man never seems to get a word in with the other two keep chatting? Good show, Frank, when you get the chance to speak. Um, now, thanks, Peter. A couple of things I'd like Peter? to work through yeah, with Peter I, I, me here. Me too, actually, Al. You start. I think he might be implying that you had an anecdote that was going to be so high level that it would match my drive into Leeds a night early for my preview anecdote. Well, that was optimism I mean, in, absurd. in the extreme. And also, Peter, the phrase is, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm right, doesn't make sense. <laughs> correct me if I'm right. OK. I, I would think do, correct I would me like... if I'm right means I'm not even considering the fact that it's okay. wrong. <laughs> Two things. I like the way Al's repeated use of Peter yes, in a very passag way when someone <laughs> repeatedly uses your name. <laughs> so, Peter. I would just like to say, Peter, I think that is the most accurate thing I've ever read in my life. OK. Poor man never seems to get a word in. Frank. Your thoughts? Well, <laughs> that's enough. For I mean, Frank. I, I actually had loads to say about Peter's email. <laughs> I didn't get a chance. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Peter's entitled to his opinion, for goodness' sake. Come on, we're all Peter's friends here. Yeah. So, I want to talk about the moon landings. Oh, you always do. <laughs> for a change, <laughs> no change there. Then it's the uh, anniversary. It's the anniversary of the moon landings. Fifty years. Brilliant. And. Fifty years ago, I lay with my whippy on the sofa. The lunar oh. module was on the surface, and we lay there on... Oh. What about the moon landings? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and um, waiting for them to come out. Yeah. And as you know, we I fell asleep. I think the whippy did as well. And when I woke up, they'd, not only had they walked on the moon, but they'd gone back in. Oh. So... But so still, you missed, so exciting. You missed that big moment... Not unlike my friend uh, Jane, who went to the loo in a Bond film and came back and said, has anything happened? And I said, yes. He said, the name's Bond, James Bond. <laughs> she missed that entire opening sequence. You can always catch that again, though. Uh, he says mm. that again. Yeah. Um, Whereas, um... But, yeah, there was a character called James Burke. I remember him well. He used to Do be on you? Blue Peter a lot, talking uh, about science and stuff. Contemporary of Patrick Moores, I believe. In the days when people were interested in science, were despised. They um, were. You know, they had glasses on. At school, they were like the, the kids who no one liked. Right. Now, <laughs> I think the people who are into science look like burlesque dancers. 
Right. You know, well, times have changed. You're bang on because when the Sun were reporting this story, they were referring to him as Chief Geek and the bespectacled <laughs> scientist. I like that the Sun are very late to the party with the yeah. science is cool movement. Yeah. They're still sticking with their old school approach to science that they wear glasses and carry briefcases. Yes. But he was, he was, uh, Whenever there was any science on anywhere on the BBC, particularly of the astronomical nature, mm. he, James Burt would uh, would appear. Mm-hmm. Well, he along check with jacket often. He um, has been speaking about how there was a near disaster in the coverage. Did you hear about this? This was a then was the near disaster him getting sacked. Uh, and he it, didn't get sacked. Well, no, oh, that but, was the near. But disaster. he got threatened with it because he said, "I've got a feeling they're going to do the walk earlier." Than they can't follow the bear. <laughs> the walk, the walk of life. Um, oh, what a tune! Uh, but yeah, so he guessed they're gonna they're gonna go out and walk. So they're actually scheduled to land on the moon and then sleep. But obviously, they were never gonna Not do sleep that. Sleep on the moon, we should say. No, no. they were gonna. Weren't they? They'd be they'd be sleep in if the. They um... literally slept out on the powdery <laughs> moon. Like festivals. No. With a yurt. Just, just find the smallest <laughs> crater that would operate as a pillow. <laughs> But you could use the crater for your um, night bowl, as it were. Oh, yeah. yeah. You see, it the looks so lovely if... and soft, the moon. Do you think it's hard, that rock? Well, they brought back hard rock, but it's dusty, isn't it? It's very powdery, the moon. Oh, nice. Mm. I love the idea, as well, of getting up to urinate and it just going up into the sky. You like That's that. one of my great dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, tried, I've never even made the ceiling, and God knows You're I've not tried. Martin Luther King, are you? <laughs> no, no, but what about if I had gathered a load of people and then told them that dream? <laughs> You did. Uh, re- and then ended with a big um, choir comes on and sings Reach for the Sky. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Can so I just say, uh, we've had our first um, moon landing denier text in. Uh, <laughs> do you actually believe that moon landing, um, I'm going to change a word there, nonsense, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> do some research, people. It's tripe. Um, panorama tripe. Panorama <gasps> de- de- definitively proved it was tripe in the 70s. I've had enough of this tripe. Remember <laughs> that when um, there was a point where um, Alex Higgins, a snooker player, he got so angry. I mean, he basically, I think he was drunk at a thing and he got banned for something and he was so angry, he announced his retirement from snooker. Oh. And he did a, a public thing and he said, I just want to see I've had enough of this tripe. <laughs> and then he said, and, I, and let's say sorry to people in the north of England because I know they love tripe <laughs> and I love tripe. <laughs> and I thought, no, none of them thought you were actually condemning tripe. <laughs> they recognised that it was a wordplay. No, I, I'm so sorry because I, I love tripe as well. So, um, yeah, well, yes, obviously a lot of people lot. think it isn't true. Mm. And, um, Which must make the 50-year anniversary seem like real salt in the wound, like well, we're celebrating the anniversary of the conspiracy. Yeah. If, if I was a moon landing denier, mm-hmm. I would be delighted to celebrate 50 years of them not landing on the moon because it's such, yeah. it's such a significant moment. Yeah. One of the, you know, you'd, it'd be like you'd celebrate one of the great hoaxes of all time. Yeah, I think well, you can join in I with was, that. I was just uh, again off air in one of our um, off air chats, 
Oasis. Because yeah, no one's sulking. I was. <laughs> I, although Peter has sent us a lovely message, actually. Thank you, Peter. It's Peter, Peter again. I would just like to say, Frank. Uh, and then he offers praise, even with your two sidekicks. Oh, that's, that's, he says he has to go now as the wife is shouting at me about taking her shopping. Oh, a little oh. snapshot into Peter's <laughs> life. What a Frank there. Spencer set up. <laughs> um, so thank you, Peter. I always loved you. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think there was a film I mentioned to Al called Capricorn One, which some of our older listeners may be familiar with. Mm-hmm. And it was a conspiracy theory, essentially, wasn't it? About well, it was about la- it was a faked Mars landing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. But, yes, but, but I think this is what inspired all this moon conspiracy thing, you see. Because it wasn't uh, too many years after that. Well, um, the the king of it is Bart Sibrell, is he? He was the guy who confronted... Um, he used to confront astronauts with a Bible and say, swear on the job? swear on the Bible. Um, I'd like that job. And just... he, there's, a fact, there's footage um, on, many of you will see on the internet, is he confronted Buzz Aldrin, but he, seen he sort of then got into calling him a liar. And to his face. Yeah, too. And, and, and Buzz Aldrin hits him in the face. We need yeah. to talk about bars. Oh, can I say that absolute radio does not condone um, street violence? No. <laughs> Nor does it condone calling Buzz Aldrin a liar to his face. No, I that's don't harsh, think. I haven't harsh. read the manual, but although some terrible uh, sartorial choices, but we'll get on to that. Well, he loves, <laughs> I'll tell you what, he loves a jacket badge. But he if loves you weren't for NASA, and also Frank, he loves the stars and stripes tie. Can I say one more thing about the um, about the uh, James moon Burke. landing denying mm. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I have to say, if it came out that it was, I mean, if it was definitely proven that it was made up, that would be more brilliant than men landing on the moon, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, what a story if yeah. it absolutely oh. came out. Because we've gone along all these years. <laughs> They've charged so much money for their autographs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it would be brilliant. I could mean, you uh, sue them? Could I? What? Could you sue them? If, for example, you've—I believe you've um, paid you, you money. Paid up. Well, I named my son after after Buzz Aldrin. Could I oh. sue him? <laughs> could I sue him for not landing on the moon? Yeah, that's a good point. So it would be an interesting. Uh, I think my favourite. One it of would my favourite. Lance Armstrong's one big lie looked like small beer, wouldn't it? <laughs> Never got over that. I still haven't got he, over he's that. He so backed the wrong horse with that. NASA was um, sued by a woman who. Um, I tell you what, the one I think before, or maybe a couple of um, missions before the moon landing, before Apollo Eleven, um, they quoted uh, Genesis. You know, the, not. Phil Collins, the Bible. Oh yeah, oh, and a Bible. woman sued NASA for saying that that was breaking the uh, the rule of the the American Constitution that oh. you can't mix the state and religion. Oh, and when Buzz Aldrin was on the moon, I'll, I'll be quick. Um, mm. I'm getting pressure from the producer. Okay, um, I, I can't. You, that's someone else who doesn't let me get a word in that you forgot to mention, Peter. <laughs> um, oh, and anyway, God's sake. Um, Boz Aldrin took up wine and bread and did a, 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 a communion, took communion in the moon lunar module. But oh, they, that's why they, he likes him. But they yeah. had radio silence for that bit because they were being sued by this woman <laughs> and they didn't want to wind her up even, <laughs> even more. So, uh, yeah, people um, have taken them on in the past. Okay.
we were talking about James Burke, the BBC science correspondent, mm. and this story broke. I mean, when I say the story broke, how long has the reporter been chasing that story? Yeah. <laughs> Stuck in a room, the smoking, sending telegrams <laughs> out to people. Um, but he said the BBC were about to go off air, as you say, because in those days the TV shut down at midnight, or BBC One did, BBC Two continued sometimes until half past one. Did it? <laughs> Crazy yes, times. they had a remit they were allowed to because I think the Postmaster General was in charge of TV broadcasting. <laughs> what <happened to> him? <laughs> Which, he was everywhere in those yes. days. He was a big figure. Mm-hmm. What happened? Is there still a Postmaster General, Frank? Well, I don't know. Is there still a Witchfinder General? Why was he getting his nose stuck into TV? Yeah. Mind your own beeswax, keeping on the letters. But they used to have a thing called Closed Down. A <laughs> caption would come on that said mm-hmm. Closed Down. Mm. And then they would often have a piece of music. Mm. Um, in the <laughs> early days, when I was a kid, they used to... Telly would stop about half eleven at night and yep. they would play the national anthem. That would be the last thing they'd nice. play. And apparently a lot of people used to stand yeah. for it. Well, I was. Well, <laughs> and there was a thing called the epilogue. Used not, to, not, your, not our keys. <laughs> so, so it would end... The, day, the day's broadcasting would end with the epilogue and it would be like a Church of England vicar giving you a sort of thought about something. Yes. Right. And then it'd be the national Like answer. a nighttime version of Thought for the Day. Exactly. Nice. Well, it was also... Thought for the night. They were yeah. only allowed... I believe the Postmaster General, I think it was... You could only... PMG. You could only record... They only were allowed to do seven hours of television a day or something, which right. is why they had to close down. So like he a might... long-distance lorry driver behind the yes. wheel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, which is why You've he might... tachometer out. He was very strict about it, the Postmaster General. But what I like is there was... You know, Patrick Moore was also involved in the coverage. Yeah. yeah. And I read something in this article saying, you know, Patrick Moore was the only person to have ever met the first man to fly, Orville Wright. He met the right... He, he interviewed Orville Wright. Orville Wright. Oh, wow. As well as the first man in space, Frank, who was? First man in space, Yuri Gagarin. And, and the first man on the moon. Yes. So he got the big three. See, I read that, and they said it was the f- he was the only person to meet all three of those. And I thought, well, we don't know that for sure, do we? <laughs> like, it could just be there might be some yeah, non-famous right just, just coincidentally, great. like there could be a postman. Very, I remember seeing a clip. Very well travelled. <laughs> I saw a clip from an American, um, like a panel show when someone went on with a claim to fame and the panel yeah. had to guess what they... And this very, very old man came on and was helped. And it was an old black and white panel show from the 50s or something. This right. bloke came on and they were all trying to guess what it, what it was and all that. Turned out he was in the theatre the night Lincoln got shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all... It's incredible. Dog. I mean... I remember thinking it was a bit strange that my dad has had Harold Lloyd on the yeah. programme. Well, exactly. <laughs> Lincoln getting shot. <laughs> did, did they ask him how was the play? This is like... I uh, This. I remember he had an eye patch, if I remember rightly, the bloke. Yeah. Um, the, it's like when my, my granny's story about being told they had to go into the uh, school hall first thing in the morning and the headmistress got on stage and said Queen Victoria's died. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing how close all, like it all is. Jonathan Ross's kids that and they said, oh no, it must have been his great-great-grandmother. <laughs> I said, no, no, it was his grandmother. My grandmother, Polly Stocking, was her name. <laughs>
was there have been some interesting facts about these moon landings. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they only had 19 seconds of fuel left. Oh, Is that a bit man. of a big mo thing for me not to have known? No, because I mean that's my level. I didn't of know that irresponsibility. But I mean that is scary, isn't it? Yeah. I I was driving with my fuel light on for a big chunk of time last weekend, and I still feel it's like I've got a resistance. It's not tension. the same, though, Al. Yeah. I don't. It's think. not the same. No, you're right. What I'm saying is, it would be even more tense if you were on the way to the moon. Well, I yeah, but they needed um, what you have pointed out to all of us, which is what was that? The little arrow. Absolute game changer. Oh, yeah. The petrol arrow, which shows you which side it's on. Yeah, I never knew that either until someone texted it. It's good intel. Mm. I um, I did a show with Patrick Moore. Worked with them all. And um, he was... Was that with the Wright brothers? (laughs) And I... Yeah, (laughs) Frank's worked with them all. (laughs) And I said, um, you know, it's disappointing that what's happened post the moon landings because I remember being told that, you know, they'd have because of being on the moon, we'd be able to predict earthquakes and stuff mm. like that. And he said, you're talking absolute rubbish." <laughs> <laughs> you needed to be told, though, <laughs> to be fair. It's <laughs> tough love from Patrick. Do you think he said that to Einstein, who I believe he also met? You're but talking they... absolute rubbish, Albert. Maybe he didn't. Maybe Einstein towed the line, unlike Skinner over here. Yeah, he was... Um, <laughs> I've got to say, he was a nasty piece of <laughs> Who more? Yeah, God bless him. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I it is tr- was... I t- it's true. They were always all these big promises. <laughs> and then... Lost it. Nasty piece of work. <laughs> He's absolutely lost it. <laughs> Patrick Less, I call him. Um, <laughs> were he still here? And the big, um, it seems apparently the big advance that was made by all that billions of pounds worth of moon landing was a camping technology. Yeah, mm. yeah, a lot of the fabric and stuff yeah. um, was developed in the in the Teflon. They always said, are they non-stick pans? Tin foil. I think the yeah. ten peg. Why is it all was, tin foil? Um, it looks so cheap. Why does it all look like Doctor Who? Mm-hmm. Rubbish. Yeah, Sorry, it, Frank. Uh, it looks a bit um, London Marathon. <laughs> just, it, uh, you know that foil they get. Everything looks a bit put together and Blue Peter Garden, and it, mm-hmm. it just feels a bit props department, like what? someone smoking with glasses, going, "Love, I've got these uh, monsters for you." Well, I, I was watching uh, Space 1999 this week. Well, oh. Do you know that program? Yeah, I just haven't heard of anyone else of your <laughs> age watching that. Yeah, well, anyway, Martin Lando stars in it, and they've all got—it's like they've all got flares on on the spaceship. <laughs> and it, when right. it was made, they must have thought, "Well, these—they never questioned the fact that flares." They thought yeah. this is it now. Yeah, we've yeah. arrived at what trousers These are. These are forever. Yeah. All the other stuff's going to change. They never. It's, <laughs> it's slightly tragic. They never questioned <laughs> that they might go out of fashion. The airplane collars. Yeah, we, we've <laughs> arrived at the trouser. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. So the actual anniversary was, I believe, it was half past nine on July the sixteenth. Unfortunately, that was takeoff. Was it? it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Buzz Aldrin had arranged to meet Michael Collins. There was meant to be a sort of ceremonial do to celebrate this. Um, and unfortunately, Buzz wasn't there. He didn't turn up because I think there was a private jet corporate. 
okay. unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> um, really? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Michael Collins said a brilliant thing. He said something along the lines of, I feel very alone. I feel like I've been left alone. <laughs> yeah, you think he'd be used to yeah, that. he should be used to it. Anyway, but they did go... <laughs> Do you think Michael Collins charged waiting time? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see, though, they both did make it to the Oval Office to meet... Uh, the Donald. The, yeah, the Donald. Did they? They met Trump or Stiltskin. Pertus. What I loved is Donald Trump did that thing he often does, which is he has guests in, and he turns it into a random press conference where mm-hmm. he answers questions about other things. He just starts ranting about other things. Yeah. So Buzz and Michael, who aren't young men, are standing there on the mm. either side of his desk. And he's saying, let me tell you about Boris Johnson. That guy. <laughs> and they're looking slightly bemused, like, but I thought we were the special guests. It's a yeah. big day. He's saying, I like Boris. The previous one has done a very poor job with Brexit. Very poor. <laughs> but he is a different kind of guy. He's like me. I'm a different kind of guy. I like him. I can do business with him. And Michael Collins is, is leaning onto the desk, <laughs> thinking, I want to go. Then he, then someone reminds him why we're here. And he says, um, oh, yes, these are we." We have some incredible space families. Uh, great women, great men, great genes, these people. Great space family genes. <laughs> space families. <laughs> oh, man. Great I genes. love his rackets. You know, I love his. Uh, you know, and, and he said, I, and, I don't, and I did say that, I know it upset a lot of people. <laughs> Open brackets. Made a lot of people really liked it. A lot of people really liked. It. I mean, they really that they really liked that a lot. Close brackets and on to the next thing. It's, it's fab. Yes. He introduced us to Boz's wife as well. Did he? His new wife. Yeah, she's um. How old do you think she is? Well, he was with I think Lois for a long time, and I think he divor- divorced her when he was like eighty-two or something. Mm. Oh. Didn't seem worth the bother. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I met her because you know I interviewed um, I interviewed um, Boz. The first chat show I, I ever did, her. I got Boz on as, as a guest, and we put them. We thought they'd love to be in this old um, uh, like Tudor hotel. We thought being Americans, they'd love a bit of English history. And, and Lois, I think it was Lois, phoned up and said. Can we get uh, a new hotel? This, like the floor creaks. (laughs) And there's a lot of brown wood. Can we, um, and when we had to move them into like a holiday inn. (laughs) But if you're looking at clips, I would check the moment when I think his president, Nixon was a president at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. And he um, goes to meet them in the contamination box, which has got a small window. And they play the American National Anthem and they all stand up and the window just frames their three crotches. For the, uh, it's real. I, pl- I played that to Buzz Aldrin and uh, Can I just say, we won't it. be doing that as the postcard for our show, no. OK? OK. Um, they, don't have, they don't have the webcam anymore, you're all right. So, look, thanks for listening to us and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. This is- Absolute Radio.